This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. See you later. The Wednesday week. We've seen off more competitors than Kevin Pressman in the 90s. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to us. It's the Wednesday week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. My name's Eddie, I'm your host for tonight, and I might be one of the only conflicted Sheffield Wednesday fans right about now, because up here in North Yorkshire, there's an awful lot of Leeds fans, so I don't know whether I'm happy or sad that uh, the Blades put them to the sword at the weekend. Um... I don't know whether the rest of the gang share this conflicted emotional scene that I've got at the moment. Um, so let's ask him. Um, from Sheffield itself, Rich, how are you doing, sir? I'm well, man. I'm very conflicted by it because normally they're the only team, Leeds, that I, that kind of like to see everybody beat them. Even when it's United versus Leeds, I, I want United to win, but I was conflicted to hell on Saturday about it. Really fucked me up. It was, it, it, it was, it was, it was the way it happened as well. I think it was. Uh, they didn't, they didn't lay a glove on United, and United kind of escaped with another one. And it's like those games are running out, aren't they? So we shall. See. We don't care. We don't care about them, do we, Victoria? We don't care about what they do with the other side of the city. I mean, hashtag obsessed, guys. Come on, this is Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Absolutely, we don't. We don't care. They'll be down next season anyway. And you know what? If we we go up, it ruins their entire season anyway. Um, so uh, yeah, you know what? On that on that uh, that note, the praise of grumble on Saturday. The first text that was read out um, by Andy Giddings um, was from a Sheffield United fan on the day that they probably had their biggest win of the last ten years. The first text from a Sheffield United fan was, only 24,000 at Hillsborough today. You'd think they'd have a better attendance than that, given they were giving away free kids' tickets. So, uh, obsessed is definitely the word. Um, Daniel Fudge, I'm assuming there's not as much buzz about the uh, the, the Leeds-Sheffield United game where you are tonight. Not really. No, they're all talking about whether Saints are going to go down or whether Pompey are going to go up. If that happens, you know what I mean? That would be a couple of decent away days for me, to be fair. But the uh, the whole Sheffield United-Leeds thing, it's like there's a teenage boy with Linda Lusardi and Jet-Off Gladiators laid on the bed. And I don't know which one to uh, 
you know, make make a cup of tea for first. <laughs> That's a uniquely nineties reference. I'm I'm assuming what Fudge it? that at, uh, you what you've been watching uh, Harry's Heroes on ITV with uh, the throwback eighties and nineties football stars, and it's so therefore that era is fully frontal in your memory. Yeah, I mean, full frontal was what I was thinking about when I was talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be jet, jet all day long for me. 100%. Yeah, but I think jet was my, this... she was my sexual awakening, I'm not going to lie. Right, I, I get that. I, get I met that. her once. Jet, jet is jet. Don't, don't, you know, but don't disrespect Linda Lusardi. It's like the entire Shakira Jennifer Lopez. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> just, just stop and think about it for a minute. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, it, it'll blow your mind. In fact, it, it'll mess with your mind. But anyway, let's make this mis- 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 this late sexist. I mean, you know, who's more attractive, Zac Efron or that bloke who does the thrusting thing while making the ice cream that we've seen on Twitter this week? Do you know what I mean? Ooh, Zac Ooh. Efron. If you've ever seen, there's a film called The Lucky One, right? And Zac Efron does the sex scene in a shower. And I swear to God, oh, I swear to God, I bought it on Blu-ray and DVD. I don't even have a Blu-ray player anymore. Oh, it's it's, it's in my Baywatch for me. It's broken, yeah. The pause button's broke on yours. <laughs> Rewind. Tra- There's a song in there somewhere. <laughs> shall shall we save it for the Shag Marry Avoid podcast uh, that we're, we're all planning? <laughs> it, isn't, it isn't only James Marriott who can um, can juggle several podcasts at once. I'm sure we can all all manage to do that. We'll uh, we'll discuss after the show. Um, Back to the matter at hand. So, uh, as I said in the introduction, we are the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. And where better to celebrate the experience of being a Sheffield Wednesday fan than at the Riverside Cafe on Catch Bar Lane, which is the closest bar to uh, the ground for home games with excellent food and a wonderful outside bar. So, Wednesday and now unbeaten in 11 games. The Steve Bruce revolution is in full force. The cop now, um, the, 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 you know, when you get a new manager and things start to go well, you, people start singing the Barmy Army chant and then you get a few people that start singing the, the new manager's Eat name, oof. don't they? Yeah. And it, I love they how you, you don't have to pronounce any consonants. Yeah. It's just... But you know what? The, f- the first few weeks, they kind of swallow it as they say it because it's not quite right yet. You know, there's no... It's not Big Ron, is it? It's not Tricky Trev. It's not the, he hasn't deserved it yet, but against Blackburn, another victory, and the cop was singing that full throated for the first time. Um, that's unbelievable, isn't it? Eleven games, what a turnaround for uh, you know for the, for the Bruce Revolution and uh, you know and his backroom staff, but obviously the players and uh, you know the way the team lined up uh, it was probably our, our strongest side given the injuries that we've got. Um, did any of you feel like there was any chance that we weren't going to win that game? Didn't it feel like a, a really confident Saturday afternoon at Hillsborough? Loved it. Absolutely. Loved every second of it. It was brilliant, wasn't it? Like, from the build-up and everything, it was just... I think we all went into that really sort of cocky, but not in a... No, but not in an arrogant way. Do you know what I mean? Just like, we were cocky because... the <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought there was a Barmy Army going to be uh, coming after no, that. No, yeah, yeah. no, I just um, like to do that. Yeah. Every so often, like Max, who we go with to the pub with. <laughs> Max, who we go to the pub with, every like few days just texts me, ee, ooh. <laughs> it's like, yes, <laughs> it puts me in a really good mood. 
So we did really start off brightly. There was some really good passing football. Um, the tempo was high. You know, everything seemed to be going well. The only thing you could say was the weather wasn't ideal for it. Um, but then, after nine minutes, there was trepidation, wasn't there, Dickie? Because um, Sam Hutch, who has been absolutely the engine room, hasn't he, of the you know the last well certainly the last half dozen games. Um, he, he did a Sam Hutch, didn't he? And uh, immediately got himself injured. Um, we brought on Pelle Pessi, but after nine minutes, what, you know, what was your feeling when you saw Sammy limping off? Did that dampen your enthusiasm? Did it dampen your confidence in terms of whether Wednesday were going to be able to um, pull away from Blackburn? I don't think it did. I was super confident. I think last week's podcast, I was kind of. I'm, I'm still super confident about, like, apart from the two the Norwich. Norwich and Leeds games, but yeah, I was. I was, and you would win, you know. And to get four was great, but but yeah, as soon as I, I must admit, when I saw Puller Pessi coming on, I'm like, oh, because he's one of those players that just he's obviously he's been tarnished, I think, with the um, the Luke I take. He's one and only signing. Um, yeah, I, I, I did. I, I must admit, I, I wasn't worried about we wouldn't lose. I just kind of just thought, oh. just just when when Bruce seems to have got the spine of the team absolutely nailed on right now. Uh, and then we we, we kind of lose Hutch, um, which um, luckily didn't didn't make much of a difference. Just no, hope he's not out for a while. But uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the injuries a, a little bit later on. But um, I mean, Pelipesi came on. Uh, I think it's fair that he, I think he did a decent enough job, didn't he? I don't think he was really tested. You just you just see a slight difference, don't you, in terms of our ability to have that bite in midfield um, without Hutch there, and it's it's something that. I think you know against against better teams um, we might suffer for, but we didn't even have time to wring our hands and rue the fact that um, Hutch wasn't on the pitch anymore, because literally almost like it was a training ground move, we made the substitution and then straight away we had an attack down the right, um, and Fletch in his hundredth appearance for the Owls continued his scoring streak. Uh, you know, Fudge, it was a beautifully worked goal, wasn't it? It was an astounding goal. Genuinely enjoyed it. Like it, like you say, it seemed like one from the training ground. Was anybody else astounded, though, that um, Fletcher's been with us for 100 games? I mean, he's only been with us five minutes, pretty sure. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was great. And I, I love that he's found his scoring boots again. And we're starting to get the player that we thought we'd signed. That's that was... the thing, isn't it? When you look at his stats, he's scored it's 24 goals in those 100 games. But actually, you think how many of those have been starts... How many of those has he been injured? Because he was out for quite a long time, wasn't he? Yeah. And obviously he's been here in the month for the last two months as well. Um, but five goals in the last seven, I think it is. Is it seven? For, Six. Yeah, something like that. I mean, for me, he's been, uh, he's one of them players that seems to have changed as he's got older. I don't know if you remember when um, Emil Heskey first came onto the scene in the mid-90s and he was like 17 and he was a sprinter. There was, was, he, was a... he was going to be a sprinter... He's yeah. changed that much. He, when he came onto the scene, when he was 17, he was a ginger white man. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Wes Brown. No, oh. he was a... He was a, <laughs> he was a, he was a quick lad. He, and then when he went to Liverpool, he turned out to be this big, you know, hulking um, telegraph pole that they just kicked the ball at. And it's the same with uh, Stephen Fletcher. I remember when he was playing for Sunderland during his heyday and he used to get down and run in behind defences, hit the byline and pass it across the six-yard box and uh, 
And then there'd be and probably Niall Quinn, I think probably back then, or Kevin Phillips, because he played till he was a million, there to knock it in at some point. But um, but yeah, but now we seem to have got this player who can, who's, who plays facing the goal now. He plays in the middle, facing the goal, yeah. and he can, and he's receiving these balls, and he can head this ball, and and we seem to have a, a, a you know, an out and out striker with Stephen Fletcher, and to yeah, like you said, Vic, to get twenty four and a hundred, given today's current climate is uh, isn't too bad given how many injuries he's had. Did anyone else, and I'm looking at you here, Dickie, um, the build-up to that, the uh, Adam Reach getting the ball out on the flank, uh, you know, beating a man, holding it just enough, I offer coming up on the overlap at, a, at speed, and then that little, the little dink and, you know, getting it over... Didn't that just remind you of Kingy and Worthington from back in the day? It's been a long time since you've seen oh, that. Oh, man. Happy days. Happy days. Kingy and Worthington overlapping and doing that, that little free kick routine down in the bottom corner. And Oh, God, yeah. It was, I've got all Jewy eyed now. <laughs> it was fant- fantastic it. football. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic football. So, Wednesday 1-0 up and... Um, I think it's fair to say that you know that Blackburn were still giving us problems. That you know they had quite a lot of pace in their side, uh, and it, it it didn't feel like the game was going to be settled until we got that two 0 lead, um, and it did duly come, didn't it? After quite a frustrating period, we got a free kick, which you know I think probably provoked the largest cheers um, of the match. Um, and then Vic, Vic, Barry Bannon got over the ball, and I don't know whether you saw it. It was you know almost exactly level from where um, you know where I was sitting at the uh, the edge of the eighteen yard box. Um, Atinuiu <laughs> basically was pointing exactly where he wanted the ball. He was telling Bannon, "Put it there. No one else is going to get it other than me. I will dominate." Um, I think he probably went a little bit early, um, and, and a, a linesman could have picked him up. But how sublime and pinpoint, inch perfect was yeah. the ball from Bannon, and how good was was Atty's uh, finish in there? Well, Barry Bannon's floaters were just on point, weren't they on Saturday? They, I love they a were floater. just on point. <laughs> Barry Bannon's floaters. I love a Barry Bannon floater. Every match he does it, and we all go, "Oh, not another Barry Bannon." Way there we go. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Point. He he headed it in. Bullet header from Big Dave. Obviously, the cynics amongst us, Dan Fudge, Dicky, will point out that it is coming <laughs> to the end of the season, and Atty has rent to pay. So is that why? I don't know. I I actually think that Atty is a confidence player, and he does. He needs these games sometimes, and he needs that goal. Um, obviously, we've gone into the international break now, and he is the king of Kosovo as well. So that helped. Um, but yeah, absolutely brilliant. Chuff for him. There's a bloke behind me, right? And I, he, he kills Atty every game. Absolutely slaves I'm with him. him. I'm with him. He didn't even stand up when we scored. He didn't even clap. Everyone Boom. around him was jeering him and he didn't even clap. What a knob you are, man behind me. What a knob. I've told him many times about different things. But... I'm all one. I mean, I don't like to keep my language too PC, but his language is disgusting most of the time, anyway. But he, to not even stand up and clap, man, get a life, get a life. Atty's young enough to be your son. Pathetic, 
But yeah, I'll tell you that, think, actually, I found something out uh, after my cynicism on Twitter Ooh. that uh, there's, there's a year remaining on. Uh, on Apple's oh, well, there we go. So there is a year, yeah, he, he signed a two-year deal, didn't he? Yeah, but uh, you know, for me, I think he's um, I, he doesn't score enough goals. He's he's not enough of a goal threat. But then all of a sudden, like the back end of last year. He was something else, and and I'm like, wow! Look at this player. Who's this guy? But it, it, it's just too and far between for me. I, you know, I, I like the guy, and I think you know, if the ball's hoofed up, and when we're playing crap, Jos Lukai and crap, Carlos Cavalier football, there is nobody else who is going to win the ball when it comes when it comes over. It's what he does with it after the ball comes over that winds me up. Do you know what I mean? I, I, you know, I'm a gr- I'm a grown up enough to go. He can do this. He can do that. But I still don't think he's one of the better strikers we've got in the club. I, I might be a bit harsh here, but that's the first thing he's done all season. Yeah, that's all he's done all season. I, I, I won't not, I won't <coughs> not clap him. He pulls in a blow, Mike. Sure, I'm good with it. But I, he's not done nowhere near enough for, for me. Not even scratching the surface on it. So I'm not going to get excited about one performance where he's, he's scored a goal. So is this? Are we? What are we saying now is that. The evidence is mounting up. You know, we're not scientists. I mean, you know, Rich, you're not a gynecologist in any way, but, uh, you know, you, you'll have a good look. We're not scientists. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not scientists, but is there now an insurmountable amount of evidence to suggest that Ati Nuiu is actually an, a hibernating mammal? And that now we're getting closer to the clocks going forward. Spring is springing, there's blossom on the bushes. Um, again, that's got nothing to do with gynecology. There's blossom on the bushes. Um, do we think that Atinuiu only performs in spring? Is is there a, 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 some sort of climate change argument around Atinuiu? No, I think he's only ever done that once, hasn't he? So <laughs> it seems no, to was no, the end of every season. Go. He gets ten times better. Uh, I'm not convinced. I'm really not. I'm just, you know, I'm such a skeptic of his. I'm trying to be positive about him. He scored. A, he scored a good goal, and I'm happy. We we, we won. But Absolutely. Actually, nah. Nah. So it it seemed, you know, two 0 Although it's the Chris Turner nightmare two 0 lead, Wednesday seemed in complete control. And then, you know, typical Wednesday, we I just decided to concede a goal. Um, we can't deal with pace, can we? Blackburn had plenty of pace, and they played it through us and scored. I think you know Kieran Westwood was absolutely apoplectic. He could not deal with the fact that that clean sheet had gone because there was no danger of it up until that point. Um, but even that didn't really dampen the confidence, did it? And it it wasn't long before Dominic again. Let's. Give credit where it's due. Barry Bannon again with an absolutely stellar ball in. Um, Barry Bannon's floaters. Barry Bannon's floaters. Um, if Fletch is scoring 24 in 100 and he's on, um, my, my good friend Chris Wilder has told me he's on 40 grand a week. How special is Dominic Iorfa's scoring record from fullback? And the rumour is he only cost a few hundred grand. Um, Fudgy. We have unearthed an absolute gem here, haven't we? Yes, yes, we have. I, 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 I just hope it's not one of those flash in the pan uh, moments for him. I, I hope he continues to be. I mean, obviously, the scoring rate will not keep up because he's a fullback, and uh, I just hope he's not going to have one of them Ryan Sessegnon seasons where he's, he bursts in and then uh, and then goes missing the season after. But I, I, I we, we've 
I mean, we haven't paid anything for him really. I, I think, uh, I think the actual price is about five hundred grand. But um, the the, you know, the the numbers bandied around on Twitter was something like two hundred k. But uh, you know, that's that's with two hundred k, you can buy four Chris lines. So you know, it kind of you know, it, 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 <laughs> ten Chris lines if it's half a million pound price. And that's a, you know, that's a, that's a lot of player that is. But um, but yeah, I, I I think we've done well getting this player, and and he might be you know. Morgan Fox came under a lot of a lot of flack from our fans, and if I'm honest, he's been significantly better under Bruce. Look at uh, Liam Palmer as well, but we do need a bit of depth in uh, in in that position. So to play, to have a fullback that's given us a decent, and we own him. You know, it's a proper signing. It's it, you know, it's uh, we, we haven't done one of them in a, in a while, have we? We've actually we haven't got him on a free. We've actually gone to a club, paid money, and gone thanks, pal, and signed him up, which which doesn't happen anymore, really, does it? Well, no, it doesn't. And you know what? If there's anyone that I trust to give uh, a judgment on uh, a defender that we sign for a bargain, um, who's a massive black lad who scores goals, uh, then it's you, Fudge. Because this Dominic Iorfa might just be the new Reader Johnson. I'm just wondering whether you're prepared for your heart to, yeah. to, to wander. Do you think that maybe... Well, listen. During the uh, during the night of the uh, the derby, uh, I think I, I think I told you the story the story last week. So I was we were sat there. We were um, I, I was watching the derby, and a geezer came up. He was a Wednesday fan, recognised my shirt, and we got ta- talking. And I said, "Oh, I'll uh, I'll send a message to Ray to see if he wants to come to the boozer," and he did. Oh, you so, are so cringe. <laughs> I know, aren't I? I thought, oh I'll god, oh. see if Ray coming down. So he came down. Now, and I was sat there, and I, I felt like Johnny Big Bollocks at this point. You know what I mean? I'm like, look how mint I am. Just beckoning Southern base footballers to Bedford Arms in Bedford Place in Southampton. And then, um, so the game's finished. <laughs> and I've gone bounding over because I've had a few strongbow dart fruits because, you know, football. And I've gone, um, Raider, we're going around, the, going around the corner to the brew house if you want to come. He went, yeah, all right. So he's now come round the corner and done a bit of the pub quiz that we made Dan and Matt run on a, uh, on a Monday night. So <laughs> I went out sat there listening to a pub quiz, having a, uh, having a Strongbow Dark Fruits and a, uh, and a reasonably priced craft beer with Rady Johnson. So, you know, in answer to your question, I'm not prepared, no. No. I, 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 Are you ruining something? It? I couldn't. I couldn't. It, honestly, can, you, can you imagine how bad we'd all feel if Fudge was like, um, uh, me and, me and Rader were... Um, we're having a bit of a rough patch at the moment. He's uh, he's consumed with jealousy. Uh, he found he found me with it. We Google Images stash of, of Dominic, and uh, yeah, it's, I'm it's confused pretty... now. I'm, I'm confused. Guys. Is it is it Reader or Raider? A lot of fudge knows. Um, you you've both just called him Raider. I and, go with Raider. He's French. All them songs. Mind, All them songs we sang about Reader. Advice. From any Sheffield Wednesday fan about bloody uh, about player names pronunciation because half of the bloody fraternity at Hillsborough used to call um, Miguel Yera Liera because the second letter in his name was a lowercase i. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, lad. Oh, you're not crushing me dreams about Liera as well, are you? Oh, no, me, and Eddie, me and Eddie have been on skiing holidays. We know. <laughs> the blo- yeah, honestly, bust, the bloke the bloke gets. behind me the bloke behind me still calls uh, Atty Nahui. At this point, no. <laughs> that is, Which that you is only a ever... standard one, isn't it? No, you know what? You they only ever on, hear on that Sky. now on Sky, isn't it? Or on uh, any time we're on telly. Sky did it at the weekend. Actually, Nahui. Yeah. Nahui. Yeah. 
Oh well, you know we can't we can't legislate for that, and we can't legislate for the love that for jazz for Reader slash Raider Johnson. Um, but I, I, that's a, that's brilliant for I'd love. I'd love it if you did a, a small vlogging series of just social events that you go to with uh, with ex players. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah so, like, like the back pages of like Cosmo or something, like Hello Magazine, where they where they just have still photos of half famous people at events, <laughs> just me and Raider, and like you know, yeah. this is the, like, uh, this is the pie and peas night at the local rugby club, like you know what I mean? You get, you get one famous person, like you know, the marketing manager of a fireplace company. And his wife in there as well. That's always good. Always good. So, uh, 3-1, it was a festival of football at that point. uh, And then the fourth goal, Julie came. Um, uh, uh, Vic, can I come to you on this one? Was that just completely spawny, spawny rubbish goal? Um, Should Matthias even have claimed it? Or should he just shook his head and (laughs) gone back to the centre circle? think the celebration was a bit much wasn't it that's yeah, not going to sell coffees and portuguese <laughs> patisseries it was it was just hey, they're, they're, was nice. they're nice and cakes they are they're nice they are a bit rich for me a bit rich but i like a coffee um but yeah it, it was uh, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a dodgy gut well i it, there was no need for the like Pez four celebration was that it was it just but you know credit credit where credit's due someone had to put it in the back of the net um obviously we all know penalties and tappings don't count so hey. it's nice for it was a keeper technically to put it in the back of the net wasn't it yeah he did yeah. just kind of it was as if he came towards him and he went nah he <laughs> just swung it in. it was an impressive deflect it was like a hundred and twenty degree deflection it went in a completely different angled in it from where the shot was going so um you know we'll take it we'll take it we'll ignore the fourth goal because it didn't really matter and we'll ignore Blackburn's goal to make it fourth to four two because that didn't matter any way shape or form um four two it's a victory goal difference helped a little bit um four goals at home for the first time in god knows how long and at the sum total of it the end product of all of that blood sweat and tears is that ludicrously Absolutely ludicrously, the Hillsborough crowd piped up once again for the first time in a couple of years with we're on our way, we're on our way to the Premier League, we're on our way. Um, We are two points off the playoffs in the middle of a pack of approximately 16 teams um, that still have a chance of making the playoffs. I don't even want to ask it yet. It is the 20th of March and there are eight games to go. Um, Fudge, Steve Bruce describes it as a squeak. We've got a squeak of making it into the playoffs. Is any part of you starting to believe that there is any chance that it could happen? When it it was six points, I was was like, no, this can't happen. It's far too tight. But then now it's down to the wire and it's so close. And Bristol City seemed to be in free fall. Middlesbrough losing, you know, they lost to Preston, didn't they? You know, but I think you, you know, like you said at the top, at the top of that, the um, the amount of teams who can break in. I think it goes it, before we kicked off on Saturday. It was anybody from 16th could finish in the playoffs comfortably. You know what I mean? But I, I, what um, what I can't seem to shake though, Ed, is the. Do you remember when Blackpool went up? They were. 8th, ninth, 10th, 8th, 8th, 7th. And then for the last six games, they just went romping into the playoffs and just went straight up. 
Like, they, they, you know, there's a lot to be said about being the informed team going into the playoffs. I just hope we have a little of a two or three game blip, still finishing the playoffs, then I'll believe a little bit more. But as it stands right now, I'm 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 doing well at not getting carried away, I think. Yeah. I think we're we're all a couple of weeks away from getting carried away, aren't we? I think if if we're even if it's still two points, even if the gap doesn't change, if we're six points better off in two games time, I think we'll all be much more giddy than we are now because A there's still loads of teams in it, and B, we have you know we haven't really beaten anyone yet, have we? And we'll talk about the fixtures coming up, um, and maybe go into a little bit more depth. But the the atmosphere at Hillsborough um, for the first time in a long, long time, people were openly openly showing that they believe and that they're behind the team, and that um, they're buying into the chance that there's a chance, which. At this point in the season, we can live with. You know, there's still quite a long, a, a long way to go. Um, so, yeah, uh, in conclusion, uh, Blackburn done. A, a, a period of the season where we've probably had the an easier stack of games than, than most of the stretch of the season has seen us do our job. Um, 55 points. You know, there's no chance of relegation. Let's forget about that for the moment. We are right up there um, battling with it. And the, the what we do against the teams that we've got to face, if we do go on and get the points that are required, there's no one can say that we haven't earned it. We're not sneaking in through the back door. Um, we'll be smashing the front doors in and announcing ourselves. Um, and let's just see how it goes. We've got a week off now, haven't we, with the, with the international break. A um, couple of other items from the Blackburn game, and both of them are really heartwarming stories. Um, They both are about charity presentations. Um, The first one I want to talk about is um, from uh, William Hunter. We talked about this on the pod, you know, a few weeks ago when we were trying to publicise what was going on. Uh, This is um, a young lad, young player, uh, and he decided to get together just a standard match with um, teammates uh, at AFC Dromfield where he plays, some of his school friends, etc. But then had the bright idea of turning it into a kind of, uh, you know, celebrity, ex-pros, special charity game. So uh, TC, Terry Curran, managed one of the sides. Um, John Brecken from uh, Rotherham back in the day, he managed the other side. And they raised over £3,000 for um, Macmillan Cancer Support. So they were on the pitch, having their photos taken, handing it over. Well done, William, at your top Wednesday charitying. Um, but then the the next one really touched my heart. So a young lad called Shay O'Grady, eight years old, um, he decided that he was going to walk from uh, Bluebell Wood to Hillsborough, so sixteen miles walking to raise money uh, for Bluebell Wood Hospice. Uh, Rich. You know we're well familiar with Bloomberg Wood, aren't we? From um, the Wednesday at charity stuff that we've done, the bike ride, etc., etc. Absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah. So you know, lo- a-, a long association with the club and with the locality, and uh, you know, with fans, etc. But for a young lad of eight years old, he, uh, I think they announced that he'd raised four thousand one hundred pounds by doing all of the stuff that he'd done. Um, Dave Chanceri came out onto the pitch. We thought, oh, this is going to be nice, you know, for the, the young lad, etc. Um, and then they announced that uh, the club had decided that £4,100 just needed topping up a little bit. Um, and so they topped up to £10,000, 
which is a really lovely gesture. And, uh, you know, the kid was guest of honour. Well, um, it was Chancery himself, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, which Dave is un- stumped up 5,900 quid. And, you know, and, well, and Shay was... Well, it's all isn't it? <laughs> as if he pays tax. It's a tax thing, yeah. You're yeah. horrible. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that, that's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> £5,900 is equivalent to 10 minutes of <laughs> Jordan Rhodes' wage. So I think, you know, <laughs> fair enough. So, fantastic from Shay. Um, that, you know, isn't that brilliant for... I know he was doing it, his cousin um, gets a, a, a treatment from Bluebell Wood. Um, she's got a, a chromosome disorder, etc. So... I can understand why he's doing it. He's doing it for his sister. But how brilliant is that? That um, you know, a, a fan of the club did something like that, and for the club to embrace it, and for Mr. Chancery to embrace it, um, he'll remember that. He, you know, guest of honour. He got his shirt signed, and uh, uh, you know, well done, Shay. That is Wednesday family right there. Absolutely phenomenon. Okay, so uh, the Wednesday week in association with the Riverside Cafe on Catch Bar Lane. Um, they should be nominated for pre-match pub of the year. However, um, the mitre goal of the year, you, you can't be a pub, you have to be a football player. And Adam Reach's goal has been nominated for the mitre goal of the year. Um, Vic, tell us about this, please. Uh, yes, so it is the goal uh, from Aston Villa away, wasn't it? So that that game as well, like we talk about it all the time, but there were two goals from that one game nominated yeah. for this. Um, so we've got to we've got to push on. If you watch the video that at EFL tweeted um, with all the goals in it, it's just it's well, it should be on Pornhub to be honest with you. It's absolutely <laughs> beautiful. There are some crackers on there, but obviously Reaches is the best. Um, we all know that, but so people are just going to get out there and vote. Um, it's it was it was the one it was in like the first minute, wasn't it? That he just yeah. like smashed Absolutely it into one. the back of the net, just like it was like a plane, wasn't it? It just shot. Mm. Um, but obviously there was the McGinn goal as well that was there as well. Um, but Reach was obviously nominated last season, and I've moaned a few times about how. You know, under the the first sort of the Carlos era, we had, you know, the Wembley season where every other goal was the goal of the season contender. And we, we have lacked that a bit um, recently. But obviously, you know, Reach, Reach has pulled out quite a few. Obviously, Barry Bannon's pulled out quite a few. There was the Fletcher bicycle kick that was pretty damn beautiful. Um, but yeah, if, if you get online and vote, I think, oh no, you can't vote yet. They're, I think they're leaving it till the top five are chosen by a jury and then it'll go to a public vote. Ah, so right, keep an okay. eye out and see what happens. But definitely. Uh, you know, and we uh, we need to win this because it's almost, it's our award, isn't it? Like you say, you know, Barry Bannon, Ross Wallace. Um, you know, we've got a bit of a history of uh, absolute... Oh, Ross Wallace, yes. Absolute Tommy Spur bastards. against Leeds. Got, I'll oh, never forget that one. Oh, what a great one. Oh, ah, I, miss, I do miss yes. Tommy Spur. Um yeah, so speaking of yeah, lower lower league players, uh, the Wednesday team, we are on an international break, of course, but that hasn't stopped Steve Bruce from cracking the whip and making sure that players are, uh, are keeping as fit as possible. So we had a behind-closed-doors game against Scunthorpe. Um, highlights of the game, or the goals at least, uh, available on Sheffield Wednesday YouTube, so I took a look at that earlier. Um, it was a 5-1 thrashing that we administered. Uh it was pretty much an under-23s game in terms of the players that were involved. Um, 
Uh, Fudgy, the most important thing, presumably, is uh, how Gary Hooper got on because that was it was billed as his you know his big return, and this was going to show whether he is or is not ready to step back in at first team level. Um, your opinion, please. Well, Super Hooper's turned up in his, um, I don't know, Brown Mini Cooper with a pooper scooper. It was Super Hooper. He's, uh, <laughs> hey! he's ended up scoring uh, he, He's ended up scoring two goals. Scored a brace uh, against his old club. Um, got on the score sheet with uh, with Hunty and Boydie as well. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm chuffed for him. Uh, I think Danny Poodle as well got one well on the day. I forgot he existed. But yeah, um, but yeah I'm, I, I'm chuffed. And, and he managed to get through the game unscathed because, uh, we, you know, there's, uh, I think we've had setbacks with Winnell and Lee before, haven't we? Where they've Everyone. tried to play, um, yeah, but, uh, developmental games, and um, and it's not it's not played out for them as as much as they wanted. So to to get through it unscathed, uh, you know, was the main the main event. But then to score two goals as well means he's not lost the uh, the eye for a goal, which I'm happy with. But um, you know, it, 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 it was a low level game, but it was still competitive football. And um, and I'm I'm really excited because I think during this team and with this bounce, Hooper can be unstoppable on his day, and I just hope he gets the opportunity to play some first team football before his contract's out at the end of the season, and we can get a solid look on uh, whether he's worth extending his contract. Personally, I would throw a pay as you play deal at him, but I think that there will be some championship and top end league clubs who will take him on full-time for a season. So, you know, it, it depends where he wants to be in his career. But, uh, but yeah, Gary, Gary Bloody Hooper scoring bloody goals again. I'm excited. I, you know, the pants have just got tighter. Hooper, <laughs> Hooper and Fletcher ready for the playoffs. Yeah. Just makes me a little bit giddy. Oh, oh yes. In fact, we were joking last week about Gary Hooper coming back and doing a Steve McLean in the playoff final. Yes. Do you know what I mean? We're, yeah. We're stepping even closer towards it. It's happening, kids. Brace yourself. Get your tinfoil hats on. In fact, get your tinfoil <laughs> cups made out of cardboard. Get yes. Ready. Yes. 1980s FA Cup final day style. Loving that. <laughs> Loving that. Hey, two two things stood out for me in that game. And obviously, I've only seen the goals. But um, number one, George Boyd, 100% has found his level. He can dominate against uh, a hood, uh, against a... a a Scunthorpe team that are not at all interested in playing the game. Uh, so that's good news for him. Alex Hunt, you know what? Five goals and he absolutely stole the show with his. That was an absolute perler. Lovely stuff, Alex Hunt. Two thumbs up. Um, let's hope that you uh, could somehow make the, the jump to first team and do the same thing at the top level. <laughs> um, we uh, that, that was very diplomatic of you. The, the, the problem is with Alex Hunt is that he is the epitome of you know when your nan used to say to you, "You'll fill out." Um, <laughs> he's, he's like the poster boy for it, isn't he? <laughs> I, I, what, what, was, what was that game where we were on telly early one of the season? I think it was it was Sunderland, wasn't it, in the cup? And uh, God, it, it looked like somebody had just you know some kid had turned up and they'd, get, they'd brought the boots with them and get them again. You know what yeah, I mean? Uh, yeah. Bless him. I think he, you know. And it was it was a horrible shit kicker game where he was literally just a bystander watching the ball go over his head all day. You know what I mean? So uh, I hope I hope he fills out and I hope he's eating his greens to put airs on his chest. Oh, it, it happened to Liam Palmer, didn't he? Remember, he he looked like bloody Stickman um, from yes. the the children's books when he first started, and now now look at him, he's a beast. Um, international, so yes, international, international, international beast. <laughs> 
he's getting old now. That's why he's got he's got kids. He's uh, he's got wrinkles. Um, so, um, uh, Dicky, one other piece of news uh, on the season tickets. So, I queued up in the uh, Owls Mega Store on Saturday, well, late morning, because I wanted to make sure that I beat the queues uh, to renew my season ticket. I went for the three-year option because uh, I'm I'm not that mental that uh, I'm going to put down. Uh, five grand for this useless team that always disappoints us. Um, they've extended they've extended the deadline to the first of April. Uh, don't think that's an April Fool's, is it? Um, number one, have you got your uh, your season ticket renewed? Number two, uh, is do you think there's any reason behind the deadline? Do we need to read anything into the fact that they've extended the deadline? Uh, yeah, yes, I have renewed one. I did it about three weeks ago. I, I thought I'd avoid the, the, the mad rush that, that ensued this weekend. That um, there was a lot of my friends were like, either I went down on Saturday or got to a point where a Sunday night they were panicking. I, 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 for some reason, the button to order online had disappeared, so people couldn't <laughs> order season tickets online. So what the hell was going on? I've no idea. But I thought I'd avoid all that. I did it about three weeks ago, which I thought made sense. Um, uh, but I, I was looking through my time ops uh, uh, earlier this week and uh, I, I found a screenshot of exactly a year ago, Club Extend season ticket deadline. There we go. So the cynic, the cynic in me says it's, a, it's an annual thing now. They, they'll always do this to get an extra couple of... Due to demand, we're going to stick another couple of weeks on the deadline. I think it's just a, it's one of those things now, isn't it? They're always going to extend it, aren't they? You know, you know, so I, I just think it's mad that okay, have an early bird period and then stop selling them and then go to the kind, you know, when we're we're getting ready, you know, the preseason start selling them again in July for the people that weren't convinced and, and you know, and if we've made some good moves in the transfer market or they, they, you know, we've done some great marketing, then they'll sign up and they'll pay the price for it. But having like seventeen different schemes where it's like okay, now we've done, we've got rid of early bird, now it's going to be period two, then period three, then period four. Um, it makes no sense. So I'm glad they're doing it. I hope. I, I think it's a smart move because if Wednesday keep doing this, you know, more people are going to buy into this whole. You know, this is our Wednesday, and you know the the snazzy videos and all that. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, it'd be great if we if we carry on playing strongly um, to get another record haul of season tickets because uh, it, it has trended upwards in recent years. So. Uh, we shall see. Um, another piece of news, the, the hashtag EFL Day of Action. Um, I think the idea behind that was every club has a cause. Uh, we sent Fessy out to um, to a local primary school to start preaching about uh, single-use plastics and, uh, and plastic bottles and things like that. I've got no idea... Uh, how, how or why Fessy is the, the man chosen for this uh, but if you're going to have someone come in and talk when you're 7, 8 years old and someone's going to come and talk rubbish <laughs> at you about plastics then it might it might as well be again, Fernando Forestieri so uh, I don't know, I've got no idea what, what that was about well, yeah. but a, a bit of virtue signalling doesn't go amiss does it it's great well, yeah, Fessy can look him dead in the eye without having to crouch or kneel. So, yeah, yeah perfect man for the job. Imagine if Atty New turned up. They'd think Chewbacca's walked in. In fact, he'd have probably, he'd have probably got to subscribe to it more you know, since, since Star Wars has rebooted. Yeah, a, a lot of kind of community-based news, isn't there, that's uh, that, that's happening this week. And so I, I don't know why, why it's, it's come up, but it, it is what it is, isn't it? We're, um, you know, we're all being very right on. Um, so we are on an international week. Um 
international duty. So, you know, we've seen a lot of players, as usual, picked for their national squads and a lot of players decided that they'd rather just have a week or so off. Um, but one notable player who uh, has taken up the offer of uh, a place in the international squad. Um, apparently, there is a country called Scotland, and they have an international football team. Um, and Liam Palmer is gracing them with his presence. I don't think anyone can argue that if anyone has made a step change in their performances this season, it is Liam Palmer. Um, arguably, he is uh, our most reliable, consistent an excellent performer at the moment. So it really is. Uh, he's getting his due by getting picked. I can't imagine that Scotland have access to a better fullback than Liam Palmer. Um, Vic, how important do you think he has been this season? And do you see the improvement in Liam Palmer since the start of this year? I wouldn't... I wouldn't say this season. I think he has just come to life under Steve Bruce, hasn't he? Um, he's just, it's like a whole new player. Um, obviously, he's had to step up. And that is one thing with Liam Palmer. He gets so much stick all the time because he's been here the longest. He's an easy target. He doesn't argue back. He just kind of, he's a nice family man, just goes about his life with his kids and his wife. But I know, but I know. We're, we're not picking on him because he's an easy target. He's a nice family <laughs> man. We picked on him because he's been shit. But, no. Yeah, not, and he's an easy target. Oh, yeah, no, what I'm saying is he's not really played dreadful. that much. He ha- he's had some awful games. He's played every bloody game, man. He's just he been hasn't. average at best. He's, 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 he's been absolutely. Pro- no, when was the last time you saw Danny Bloody Poodle play at bloody fullback? He, he's, he's been there nearly week in, week out, and chucked out average performances. And somehow Steve Bruce has got a tune out of him, which I am <sighs> right. proud to death of the lad. I'd just like to re- re- revert back then to my point of he gets a lot of stick because we can, <laughs> for being shit. We can throw stick at him because he's that kind no, of bloke. No, no, we all no, feel like no, no, no. You no, are a troll, Sam Fudge. You need to no, go back no, onto your bridge. <laughs> you can't just say that it's because he's an easy target. No, he's, yeah, he's an easy target because he's shit. Because he, he has performed badly. Do you know what I mean? It's not like we've just gone, who should I pick on this week, lads? Well, Leo Palmer's already always up for a Bantasaurus Rex, isn't he? Let's go and get, let's go and jump on his back. No, no, we picked, we picked on him because we're, we're a mob mentality, we're football fans, and he's been bloody rubbish. He is, no, you know what? I, I, right, I, I'll, I'll take issue with the idea that Liam Palmer's been shit, but I will concede that he hasn't played this is the best he's played his entire career Wednesday. I feel like Liam Palmer has always been the kind of second in line for the stick. So when the Wednesday fans want to get on New Year's back, they'll get on New Year's back. If New Year's not playing, then they'll revert to Liam Palmer. If they want to get on Fox's back, they'll get on Fox's back. If Fox isn't picked, it's back to Liam Palmer. I think Liam Palmer has shoved it directly up the arse of every one of them in the last six weeks. Absolutely. Because... Not he has shown. Not only can he just do a job and fill in, he's played on the wrong side of the pitch, and he's been man of the match the last three matches. Yep. He is phenomenal yep. in terms of his form at the moment, and I really hope that it gives him the confidence to continue. Because, you know, I I can't think of a better, a, a more competent and all around complete fullback than Liam Palmer in the form that he's in. Sorry, Eddie, I don't want to break you down there. And sorry, before you pick this up, Vic, 
Um, as I started shouting then, I made the cat jump and he's just pissed on my bed. So that's nice. <laughs> Two weeks on the trot. <laughs> isn't it? I just, I, I need to, Is your cat called Ramon? Dirty bugger. Sorry, Vic, carry on. I don't think Vic was talking. Vic's scandalised. She can't even look at you anymore. I feel like it's just because I'm a woman... That's what it is. It's because I'm a woman. And hold on, what else can I use? Um, I the women know about football. football. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, probably larger than your average. Yeah, there's all these things, Fudge, that you just pull <laughs> me down on all the time. All so, the time. I've got curly hair. We go for it with curly hair. Why don't we, you just it'd be Rick, like it's like? Rick, going you stop flirting with Fudge. Look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like that we, playground where she's punching me to go. Shut up! I hate you. But like well, you know, I. <laughs> I wait, look. Yes, you're right. Matt, Liam we, Palmer has shut me up. We 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 have to move on. I think we can all agree. Fudge is a massive racist, um, and he he will never see <laughs> never see the best of anyone. Fudge, you don't have a right of reply. You <laughs> are a racist. It is final. Um, we're moving on to injuries. I am that racist. <laughs> For Sheffield United ladies team. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop, stop the call, lads. Right, <laughs> there we go. Bit of politics. Um, right, we're gonna we're gonna move on and talk about injuries now. Our injury list is so long. We could, we, you know, we could carry on and talk about every one of them in detail. Um, forget that. We're not doing it. It's there's too many of them. Um, I'm just gonna quickly go around the houses. I'm gonna ask if you can. Hold on a minute. Uh, I spent hours pulling this running order together. I put yep. details in. I, I, I know. Thought, oh, you know. I know. It there was an article about injuries on the, on the star this week. Yeah. That may and well it... have got some of the information. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone interested can, can read the article. I'm going to go around the house. I'm going to ask you a simple question. Um, who is the one player that you would like to see back, irrespective of what their injury prognosis is? Who is if you could have one player who is currently injured back and guaranteed to be fit for the running, who would it be? Victoria. Um well, obviously Onima's injured again. Uh, so let's not even think about that. I'd love to see what's his face back, the the beautiful, beautiful one. The Lazar. Oh, Ashraf Lazar. Who Hoops for me is the big one. I think Hoops and Fletcher. Obviously, Fletcher injured his groin at the weekend, um, but Hoops, Hoops is the big one. Fudge. Kieran Lee, hundred percent. No old bard. Best player yeah. we own. Absolutely. Yeah. Universal quality. It's got to be Kieran Lee for me. And we can finally get rid of this Sam Hutchinson going down for four minutes and being subbed after nine. And let's get Kieran Lee in there and his last-minute goals against the Millers. Rich, I, 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 and that's it's clutching at straws, isn't it? You know the idea of Kieran Lee being back. Um, Rich, have you got anything more realistic than that? I, I'm with Fudge, Kieran Lee, all day long. But I'm afraid I don't think we're ever going to see him in a Sheffield Wednesday shirt ever again. No, I, I think we all fear that, and it's so who puts a realistic one, which is really really sad because Kieran Lee right now would make such a difference to us and would give us that extra it proper pushes on. I think we give we'd have a row rattle at those playoffs. Absolute box to box god, that man. Um, although you're all wrong because the answer is Alman Abdi. Um, so again, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh. Ooh. 
Um, what was it that uh, it, we, behind the curtain here? We've got a, a little group chat that goes on. Um, Steve Beastie, who can't be with us tonight uh, because he, he decided it was a terrible mistake ever coming back. Um, he was saying that he he can't get the song out of his head. There was a song in the late eighties by the KLF who went by a different name at the time um, called the Time Lords. And uh, it, it, the song went, Doctor Who, hey, Doctor Who, Doctor Who. And he now can't get, I'm an Abdi Who, Abdi Who, I'm an Abdi Who, Abdi Who is on the treatment table, out of his head. Which is a strange song to not get, be able to <laughs> get out of your head. Um, yeah, there you go. Let's never peel back the Hashtag curtain Hashtag bring again. back Lord Hillsborough. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Next to the running order, Vic, as you said, this was your running order. You've done an awful lot of work here. We've bizarrely just got a random fact in there next, which is players who have scored the most <laughs> goals doing... against us. What? Why? Why is that? Right, what right. is happening here? Right, because whenever I do a running order, especially on International Week, I like to go through. I go on the last bit that we talked about from the last podcast. I go through the Wednesday website and the Star website, and as we know, Dom Housen puts some absolute shite out there, and this Doom. is one of his stories. <laughs> doom, doom. Um, so well, you're looking got... another star, another star article. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I just I someone has to feed. Next, should be appearing on the, on the Singing the Blues podcast. No, but there was there was a star article, and I thought it was quite interesting. Um, it was players who have scored the most goals against us ever. Um, obviously, the top ones were like Shearer. Phillips, uh, Dion Dublin, etc., etc. But there were two in there that just, well, I mean, Jordan Rhodes is one of the top scorers ever against us with seven goals and two assists, which I think is probably more than he's got at his entire time at Hillsborough. Um, <laughs> Four of them were in then, one game, weren't they? Yeah, they were, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't really count, doesn't really count. Um, can he take a penalty on a cold night against Brighton? No, he can't. Um, so then there's Clinton Morrison is up there with more goals against us than Jordan Rhodes. But we Nine love Clinton. Two... I know. How, I love he, how could he Clinton. do it to us? I know. And he was one of those players, I think we'll all remember at the time when he did score these goals against us, that we all said he's he's somebody who should be playing for us one day. You know, you think back to like Dion Burton. I remember when we played against Dion Burton for Brentford in the playoffs, the, the year that we actually did all right in the playoffs. Um, and I remember saying, God, I'd love him to play for us. I'd love him to play for us. And obviously he did. And he could stop a ball falling from a jumbo jet with just one touch. Um, but yeah, Clinton Morrison, nine goals and two assists. I thought that was pretty impressive. But like I said, Shearer is the top one. Um, I never forgive him for that penalty and the 8-0 win. Never, never forgive him. Can't even watch much of the game without wanting to smash a lot up. Didn't he score five against us? How many has Shearer got against us? Because five again, we're all yeah, it's one say, it's probably, when they, it's probably like six, isn't it? In total. I've not done that much research. I, oh, I think on, it's about mate. fourteen. Right. I think job. it's about fourteen. It's about fourteen. It's about right, fourteen. You just, there you are. You lot just turn up. You know, don't do any of this. I've done you a Google Doc. I've put your notes in. You're at arseholes, honestly. 
I tell you what, if if you if listeners could see the the state of this Google Doc, it's a beautiful thing, Vic. But the next thing I've got to talk about, you've put about three quarters of a page listing everybody's fixtures for the rest of time. From the start. From the start. I have copied and pasted this from the start, I'm not gonna lie. No. But I have on our fixtures, I have <laughs> I have bolded the ones that are important, and on the remaining fixtures, I have underlined the ones that are important for you. So I thought I was doing you a favour there. I'm so sorry. No, there's no key to this. There's no key underneath that says underline is this and bold I've is this. It, I've worked it out, Rich. Right, okay. So I've had a look at it, and basically what it's saying, <laughs> and now the key <laughs> is appearing key as now. we speak <laughs> on the Google Docs. Um, <laughs> so what, what it, I've... I've passed this, right, and I've boiled it down to a really, really simple <laughs> argument here, which is, of all of the teams that are up there fighting for promotion, whether it be automatic, whether it be to get into the playoffs, there is nobody who has a tougher running than us. So, even though uh, Vic is delinquent of her duties and didn't make Forest bold, of our eight games that remain, seven of them are against teams that are um, in the promotion hunt, so are within two points of us. We're going to have to go some um, and defeat the literally the best teams in the league if we're going to get the points that we need to get promoted. There are some teams... I think you'll find that Forest is now bold. I put a key in for you as well as and underline equals playing a big one, bold equals us playing a big one, and fuck off. off. And, and yeah, also so it's a third line. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> so it, what it comes down to is that I suppose Wednesday and Bristol City seem to have the toughest running of all of them. There are a lot of teams that are fairly middling, and then you have got Sheffield United who only have to play two of those teams, um, and Middlesbrough only have to play three of those teams. Given that they are probably two quite key teams, as far as we're concerned, that we want to see not pick up the points, um, It's uh, does it change the belief that we've got at the moment? It looks a bit bleak, doesn't it? It just... It... I don't want to be frightened because the thing is, none of us at any point four months ago thought that we would even be having this conversation, did we? It was it was almost getting to like a relegation scrap. And well it it was, wasn't it? It was that yeah, bad. We, and we now now we are looking at my beautifully coordinated notes here and we're going, Oh, don't know if we'll get into the playoffs now. What the fuck? That's mental. That's brilliant. Fine. I'll take that. I'll take that every day of the week. We could lose all of them for I care. Like, well, no. But do you know what I mean? Like, it's still... We've done so well. So, so well. It, it, it's a win-win for us, isn't it? Because the, the new hope in, um, is there. And it's still going to be there next season. So, even if we finish where we are now, everybody's going to be happy because we're doing all right. We're playing well. We're scoring goals. And whether we get in the playoffs or not, it's just there's no pressure on us to do it. Absolutely no pressure. Nobody's expecting it. It's just going to be a bonus if it, if it happens. What is going to be the feeling if we, you know, even I, I think seriously, if we're going to get into the playoffs with this number of teams involved, 
someone, you know, the, the teams that get into the playoffs are going to have unbelievable runs. It's going to be winning six or seven out of those eight games. So let's say for the sake of argument, we don't do that. Um, can you just see a world where we kind of fail to beat the likes of Stoke and Villa and Forest, and then we go away to Ellen Road and win? We go away to Carrow Road and win and hand promotion to our city neighbours. Wouldn't that be the most Wednesday thing to do from this point on? Yeah, I think I think that's what we'll do. I think the perceived easier fixtures of the uh, of the remaining ones will be the ones that we struggle with. We'll get a, a crap one uh, nil defeat or a one nil nil draw or something like that. But then the bigger teams, the ones that are really pushing for promotion. They'll be the ones that will spank three 0 and we'll just absolutely cock tease ourselves whether we're going to go into the into the playoffs or not, and then uh, and then just finish seven. Uh, that, that's what's going to happen, lads. You know, we all know it's going to happen. Just, just the quicker I accept it now, the better. Name your sex tape. Do you know? Do you know the one positive? <laughs> the, the one positive I, I I find Blackburn. We we weren't we played well, but I think we've got an extra gear in there somewhere. Yeah. And I think they've said this in the press this week. There's an extra gear in there. And if we can find that extra gear and up it, who knows what the bloody hell is going to happen. Can Can you imagine? We're, we're winning games. We're winning games and not playing yeah. spectacularly well. Just all right and winning. And that, that team spirit seems to really be flowing back. You know, you look at the, the celebrations. It was, it, 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 watch on, um, on YouTube, the, uh, the GoPro have they put a GoPro on Steve Ellis for the last game? The last game because every time we scored, you see like a cameraman <laughs> running. <laughs> I'm sure that's Steve Ellis that they've put a GoPro on, which is the best thing that they, the club have ever done. They should have a 24 seven live stream of Steve Ellis just going about his business. As far as I'm concerned, um, <laughs> on a GoPro that'd do me. Um, I, I can't remember where I was going with this. Uh, yeah, how do you think? that we will be feeling if we have that that extra gear and I think we do if that team spirit is absolutely where it needs to be and that we can now attack with confidence if we take three points from Stoke three points from Villa three points from Forest we then go into those Leeds Leeds and Norwich away games at that point then is there even going to be any tongue-in-cheek it's you know it's not the the despair that kills you it's the hope are we going to be believing that we're a juggernaut and that this is like literally meant to be? I don't know whether we've got that belief yet, but is, uh, can anyone see how that's going to snowball? No. Just, just me. <laughs> just me. Just right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, in four weeks' time, I'll host again and we'll be talking about exactly that. I'll nail my dick to the mast. It's going to happen. Um, right, so that's for the future. Um, we've got a week off for everyone to get healthy, get relaxed, get limber, and get ready for a stoke away, which comes a week on Saturday. Um, we're nearly done here. Any other business? Victoria, we've talked quite a bit about community stuff, about charity stuff. Um, there's a charity game this weekend, isn't there? There is, yeah. So there's loads of people playing on the pitch with a few local celebs. Friend of the show, John McClure, I imagine will be playing. Probably, I would guess Paul Pashley will be playing. And and they're playing on the pitch at Hillsborough with loads of guys who are raising money for St. Luke's Hospice. And some of those guys are our good friends from the Cop End. So Matt, who... So Max, who is my little darling... 
um, who sings all the time. Um, he's playing, he's raised, I think they have to raise £400 each. Um, and then Cleggy from the Cop End is playing. I think there's a couple of others as well. I think Dean from the Cop End is playing. So you can actually go along and watch them. So if you want to do something this Saturday afternoon, I'm gutted because I'm away. I'm not gutted because I'm going to be in a hot tub with a bottle of Prosecco. Um, but uh, just go and watch them. Like It's, a, it's just going to be a fun day out for everybody. And it's raising money for St. Luke's. I think there's going to be a raffle as well or something. Um, obviously, St. Luke's is a very, very vital charity to our city. Um, and they receive hardly any funding now, uh, which is disgusting. So please go and support the guys um, and cheer them on. Uh, the cop end start most of the chants that we now use in everyday life. So they are the ones to cheer on. So please go and enjoy them. Lovely stuff. So that is the end of the Wednesday week for this week. Um Victoria, if anyone wants to contact you and talk yes. about um, talk about whether you could just n- knock up a document with m- way too much information in, um, how would they do this? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? I won't do this in future. I will just send you a standard one, a standard document. This is normally when I host, I have a full script. That is it. I'm not doing it anymore. You, can, you, you could lot. just send us a link for the star articles you took. Yeah, there you from. go. You could just send us those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, t- I tell you right. what, Vic. Vic, I, I, um, I get uh. accused of being quite misogynistic when I say this. So my apologies in, in advance. Well, there we go. Have you ever heard the term "cutting your nose off to spite your face"? I, I, I use it down here to some of the girls at work, and I refer to it as "womaning it." Don't woman me. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, now you've, you've literally just done that. Like this is something we need. It's something we want. But sorry, I'm not doing it anymore. And for me, no. it's oh, exactly no. the same scenario. As yeah. this Sheffield United striker that's got into trouble. Well, sod you know, I'm not playing anymore. Bollocks to you. Not interested. Not worried no, about it then. Right. <laughs> when you did a running order last week, you posted it into our Facebook chat group that literally every two minutes moves another like 10 pages up because people are constantly are talking. No, it's not. No, it's not. Well, sometimes. He's right, it is. Sometimes it is. <laughs> sometimes it is. Uh, right. But. <laughs> But I gave, I I tried my best this week, and next next time I host, you'll all just get an invitation, and that is it. I won't tell you anything no, about what I'm saying. You won't have any to- preparation. Totally grown up response. That to- to- totally yeah. rational response. <laughs> oh, no, no way. Well, well, well done. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> anyway, if you want to get hold of me. Please do. It's no, been a long time. No, 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 no. Don't go there. Don't go there. No, no, no. Uh, you can find me at Victoria1867 on Twitter and Tinder. I've got the, you got the same on Tinder as well. That's good. Excellent work. Good You day. do. You can get a username. Uh, I did used to have it on Instagram, but it got hacked by some sort of extremist group. <laughs> now I can't get back into it. So that's not my username on Instagram anymore. But yeah, Twitter, please. So, uh, Dickie, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, give you directions back from Worcester um, or job offers, go for it. Yeah, yeah, job offers would be good. Yeah, Um, yeah, you can find me at Dickie Owl on Twitter. Uh, I'll I'll be spending the international break in Skeggy because I'm going to go and watch Hallam play. We're we're having a jolly boys taking two coach loads full of Hallam fans to go and watch Hallam in their playoff push. Not just a player. Yeah. Mm. I was mm. gonna ask you about that. Do you get time in Skeggy? Yeah, yeah we leave at ten in the morning. Match kicks off oh, at three. That's awesome. I'm so jealous. End. I wish I could go. Oh, I can't you? 
All right, because you, you played around with a buffalo in a, in a hot tub, aren't you? Is that what you did? In a hot tub, yeah. I'll send, I'll send you selfies, babe. Okay, and cool. That works. Daniel Fudge, if any internet feminists have been sufficiently disturbed by everything you've ever said uh, to, to come and attack you, uh, what's the easiest way for them to get you blocked off Twitter? Uh, yeah, if you want to block me on Twitter, it's uh, it's at Dan Fudge. Uh, next week, I will be in Cape Town. So, uh, you know, slide me off as much as you like. I don't care. I'm in a different continent. You know what I mean? Um, and actually, Rich, um, I used to play for Skegness Town a good, uh, well, 15 years ago. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really yeah. weird. I think that the I'll mention yeah. your name while we're there. No, I don't. I'm allowed to. Oh, okay, fair enough. Were you, were you red coat by <laughs> night, semi-pro footballer by day? Uh, we were not semi-pro back then. Uh, we were pushing for it. I think they had a they had a buyer back in about 2010. I don't know. It's not interesting. But that is a <laughs> proper Johnson chat line, like isn't it? Hi, girls. I, I'm also a red coat, but I also play football for Skegness Town. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's and, then, really uh, and then, well, you prove it then. And, and then I show them my bank account, and then they go, yeah, you're all right, love, thanks. Do you know what I mean? Time, it's times like this where I, I look at my life and I realise, as self-satisfied and arrogant as I am, um, all I ever wanted was to A, be a red coat, B, play semi-professional football, and C, have Rita Johnson on speed dial. I have none of those things. All I have is a Twitter account. It is at Sausage Arms. Um, come and cheer me up. I'm, I'm sad and lonely and middle-aged. Um that was the Wednesday week. It's taken quite a downturn. Um, you know, don't blame the Riverside Cafe on Catch Bar Lane. <laughs> They're fantastic, despite despite my own crippling depression uh, that has just that has just set on fifty eight minutes into the podcast. Um, I hope you have a wonderful week. There's no football uh, this Saturday, uh, certainly not of the Wednesday variety. So go out and explore whatever else you can find in the world that gives you joy. I hope everyone stays safe and we will see you next week. We don't know what we'll discuss, but there is a Stoke game on the horizon. Until then, I've been Eddie. We have been a Wednesday week. Thank you for listening and enjoy your time. Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWcast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.